It's the Face of Chicago Business Podcast, introducing you to the stories behind the faces, focused on fixing today's problems with thoughtful leadership and purposeful living. Sit down with us as we get to know the individuals who make our city second to none. How are you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce, and this is the Face of Chicago Business Podcast. Today, I'm here with Asta Malsuite. Asta, how are you? I'm great. I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you for being here. Um, had a chance to get to know you a little bit, and you know, uh, we talked about so many similarities that we have, but being worlds apart, right? Originally yeah. from Lithuania? Yes, correct. I was born and raised in Lithuania, moved here in Chicago almost 10 years ago. Wow. And what, what, what sparked the move? What, what made you want to come out to Chicago, to the United States? Uh, you want to know a real reason? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I fell in love and that's how I end up here. <laughs> wow. So you fell in love there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and followed my love all the way gotcha. across the ocean. Yeah, and, and still together or no? Uh, no, unfortunately, our paths um, went separate ways. Separate ways, yeah, went separate ways. But I'm for grateful for 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 opportunity to come here, and everything happens for a reason. Absolutely. Yeah. So when when you had decided to come, did you know anything about the United States, about Chicago? I mean, how much of it was, you know, Nothing. part of your life? Nothing. Nothing. Really. I always used to say that you know I'm. I'm really in love with Lithuania. I will never move to any other really? countries. Yes. And I end up here and fell in love with this country and opportunities and and freedom. And especially when I saw that in Chicago, it's so many different people from different cultures and it's so diverse. And, and just I'm like, OK, I'm going to try to make it here. That's awesome. So 10 years now. Any regrets? I mean, do you ever look back? You know, what what what, what relationship do you have now in terms of living to, in, in Lithuania? Is that still something you want to do or is Chicago home for now? You know, for now, I say that my home is Chicago, but I think some somewhere deep in, inside of me, there is a gypsy soul. <laughs> <that> when <laughs> people ask, where would you like to live? Where would you like to build your perfect house? I don't know where, you know, I'm just so open. I think that I still need to see so much of a world that I never yeah. saw before. And I'm just so open. But yeah, I have to say that sometimes this it's still my roots in Lithuania. Mm -hmm. So it's calling me. Um, but as of as of right now, I don't see myself living, living there. Gotcha. Now, when so obviously you loved being in Lithuania when you were there. What, what was your impression of coming here? I mean, I, I'd love to know more just know the the outside view looking in of what people's perception of the united states because 10 years wasn't that long ago mm -hmm. right so what perception did you have of the united states in particular of chicago when you were living there that made you say i'm never leaving lithuania well i have to say that the biggest uh, the biggest reason why i decided to leave here to, to to live here i think it was when i came back home to lithuania after three weeks I felt that I want to go back home to United States. Really? Yeah, because it was, um, I think my mentality, just this freedom that, you know, for me was at the beginning, like, so interesting to see people going with their pajamas uh, to a grocery <laughs> store. Since, like, in Lithuania, if you need to go to buy uh, something, you know, groceries, you know, you're wearing heels, you're wearing uh, really? makeup. I... It just used to be back then. Right now, it's also, it's changing, but used to be like so much pressure, society's pressure, you know, looking good, looking great. And I found so much freedom here. So. Wow, that's interesting. That you was, know, that was I always grew up being told my my grandmother on my uh, dad's side how often that whenever she went out, doesn't matter where she would always dress up. But to hear that, you know, it's not just in Mexico that this is happening. It's kind of all over. And, and yeah, we, yeah. you know, we have that reputation of 
especially our celebrities that go out and, and get their Starbucks or whatever, always disheveled and everything else. So mm -hmm. <laughs> I like that you see it as freedom. Yeah, it is freedom. It is it is so much like, yeah, it feels freeing. And and what, what other uh, so so you noticed the freedom and mm -hmm. was there any other freedom? Were there any other freedoms that that you took notice of that, you know, were very different from your life in Lithuania, even though you'd only been here three weeks? Uh, I think it was the biggest difference also for me. So I grew up and I was raised in a small village with only mm. 2000 people. Yeah. So I went to school for my, my very first first grade and uh, 12th grade with the same classmates. Wow. So you can imagine like everyone knows about each other yeah. and you, you grow together. It's like your family. And coming here and especially like Chicago right away, it's like this high raised buildings and I'm like, wow. <laughs> Did anyone else make that move um, from your, your area? Like other people that went I'm to the sure United there States? Are, there are, but like at that point I didn't know anyone. Sure. Yeah. So when you first got here, you know, you, you, that wasn't your intention to, to come here. So what did you do for work and what did you find yourself doing when you first got here? Oh, it was a challenging time. I bet. Uh, so I moved here without speaking English, without understanding English. Nothing. Nothing. We have little sticky note that I showed to my immigration officer, you know, wow. at the airport that explains like why I'm here, who I'm visiting and literally like I don't speak English <laughs> and this is my paperwork. So it was hard because I was just I just finished the university as a, I got my lawyer's bachelor degree. Okay. And in one week, I moved here, and I'm just like, I'm nowhere. So a week after I'm, you graduated? Yeah. And wow. I, yeah, I felt like I'm nothing, you know. I cannot express myself. Sure. When you moved here from, um, like, university environment, you know, you, mm -hmm. you, you're you always growing, and you're surrounded with uh, professors, and you moved here, and like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do now here? I don't, I don't know uh, the language. I don't know anyone. So I started from the bottom. I started from cleaning, uh, cleaning, and uh, and then the like. You're just cleaning homes, kind of thing. Uh, no, like I was commercial? cleaning hotel. Oh, hotel. Another oh, wow. work, yeah, to Lithuanian community as well. Then later, I was. Did you find your Lithuanian community right away? Yeah. You, okay. Yeah. Good. That's why in Lithuanian in in Chicago is a huge Lithuanian community. That's yeah. why we moved here. Yeah. And babysitting, and then I got into trucking business. Trucking. Yes, no trucking way. business and logistics. Tell me about that. Yeah, so... Is that, is that what, I mean, anything to do with your school? Because you didn't really have any no. work experience back no. in Lithuania, right? I didn't, but uh, one company needed help uh, during the audit and uh, just with simple paperwork. We liked how I was um, working, I know, helping because I didn't have any experience, but just yeah. I, was I was doing what I was told to do. And after that, they invited me to join the team. So it was a challenging because there was a lot of uh, truck drivers that was were Russian speaking uh, drivers. So at the same time, I was learning English and <laughs> Russian. <laughs> wow. Yeah. How different is it from Lithuanian? It's completely different. Completely, like yeah, yeah. completely different. So language. it's not like Spanish and Italian. Kind no, of thing. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you really were learning a whole, yeah. whole other language. And English is not easy. I've heard from pretty much everyone that English is one of the hardest languages to learn. How was that for you? Uh, Russian for sure is harder. Oh really? <laughs> but yeah, I I was forcing myself when it comes to English. I was forcing myself to watch um, TV shows. Mm. And while, while I was cooking, while I was cleaning house, I was just like pressing start and watching those like documentaries and tv shows from desperate uh, housewives to sex of the city 
and I was crying through the first episodes uh, from the first seasons. I was crying because I'm like, I'm watching, but I don't understand anything yeah. they're telling. But then it was a third and fourth season and I started to catch myself and I'm laughing at the jokes and no I started way. to understand. Yeah. So that, that's how everything started. And you know, that's crazy. Yeah. That's how I learned English too. When we watching TV, cause I grew <laughs> up speaking, spa- speaking Spanish, but you know, I actually learned through Sesame street. <laughs> so a lot of the words that I picked up, uh, I was watching TV, but, uh, so now how many years did you spend, uh, for logistics, working for logistics company? So I spent in that industry almost eight years. Oh, wow. Yeah, almost eight years after working for one company, as I said, like when I, or I started for two and a half years, I decided. So does that mean that you're fluent in Russian too? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I decided to uh, open my own company with my now ex-husband and uh, we were consulting multiple trucking businesses regarding safety okay. and preparing for Department of Transportation audits, just helping them with paperwork and teaching, educating the teams. Um, then I left on my own <laughs> as well. And um, in 2014, um, I received the best gift ever in my life, which was the my wake up call, as I say, okay. I received the call from my doctor's office and I found out that I have tumor in my head. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So that was, that was a shocking news. And I realized that I was just thinking, telling to myself that I lived this American dream that I made it, you know, buying apartment, buying a house and uh, buying a new car and making money, just making money, you know, not even asking myself why I'm here on this earth. You know, what is my purpose? What are my hobbies? I was too busy to ask myself all of these questions. Sure. And, and it's um, not something we're taught either. I mean, yeah, yeah. no one, no one taught us at yeah. school, right? <laughs> to ask deep questions, which, which ones are so important. So, so barely four years in here then, right? Is when you find this news. Yeah. And how'd you take it? I mean, you, you very, I love your optimism now as a wake up call, <laughs> you know, but for most people, it doesn't seem like a wake up call. It seems like, you know, the end of something. Well, yeah. How did you take it and how did you process that? Oh, at that, at that moment I thought like, yeah, this is the end of the world. And uh, I remember I was uh, in the middle of my working uh, day and you know, everyone's screaming and trying to get a better load for, <laughs> for the driver. And I'm like, okay, I received this news. I remember I just left my desk and I went to my car and I was just crying and screaming that, why me? You know, I think that I'm a good person and why such a new was happening to me. So, but then I started to realize that, okay, this is the gift and that I was not living my life. I was not appreciating my life. I was disrespecting my life. I was just existing. Wow. I was just in that rat race, mm-hmm. cruising through life, like society teaches us to do, right? Yep, yep. And uh, yeah, so I started to ask myself all of these questions, started to, Go for a walk and notice the birds. Uh, and this is all flowers. on your own. No one's telling you to do this. It just came from no. that wake-up call. Yeah, I didn't have mentorship. I didn't know what is self-development at that point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everything changed. And unfortunately, I went through divorce. Um, and yeah, I decided that I need to, I need to change my environment. Mm-hmm. I was living back then in Naperville. So I decided to just move to a city. Moved to the city by myself um, with my dog. I rescued a dog, so I needed to love someone, to sure. take care of someone, and just feel love as well. So I moved to the city, and then the life started for me. Literally, like I started to meet wonderful people. I started to work on myself with life coaches, with enrolled myself in a lot of programs, and um, 
that's just the life unfolded and felt that this this is what this was the time when I actually started to live my life. Wow. And so what what looked different for you? I mean, you talk about, you know, realizing that at some point you weren't living and now it seems like you are. Uh, or at least a little more, right? Yeah. We're always developing. But what does that look like to you? I mean, what did you notice uh, apart from obviously your relationships and your location? You know, what changed um, in life around you? Everything? It's, it's hard to say. <laughs> yeah, everything changed. Yeah. Everything changed. My uh, people around me changed. Uh, but the most important, I think, my mindset changed. How I see things, how I see people, how I see situation and challenges that life gives me. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like we were talking before uh, this episode that it is so important awareness, just being aware of your feelings and allowing yourself to feel. You know, we were taught that, uh, like especially I was maybe taught I was grow up, grow up in culture where. If you are sad, if you are crying, though you are a weak person, something's wrong with you. So you don't, right? You don't cry. No, right. I was suppressing this until I was like 28, uh, 28 or 27 years old. Wow. And this is just so beautiful right now. Like if I feel sad, if something is sad to me, I cry. Mm-hmm. Or I express in a relationship is so much different. I'm right now in another relationship with a man and we both are going... We both went through the same uh, social emotional development program. Mm-hmm. And it was just so great to see both of us unfolding and learning to express our emotions and how we feel. And if there is something that is, you know, I need to set some healthy boundaries, just expressing. Mm-hmm. There are no taboos and, and, and no holding on somewhere inside of you. No, it's so true. And I think for so many of us, we're programmed. I know I've talked about it in the past, how, you know, for myself, being Mexican, being a Marine, being a man, all those things, just you have an expectation. And you know, having emotions and expressing those isn't one of them. And to teach others that is, is, a, is a difficult thing. It was a difficult thing for me to say, you have to be vulnerable too. You're asking others to share their story. You know, it's important for you to share yours. And, um, you know, I commend you for that because it seems like now, you know, you're helping a lot of people and with what you do. Yeah. Tell, tell us a little bit about your, your current job and, and how you help others. Yeah, so I think like how everything started. So I left, eventually I left transportation business and... I think that everyone who starts to improve themselves, who start to learn new things that actually changing their lives, either it's diet or self-development or something else, you just you just cannot shut up. You just mm-hmm. need to share with the world, right? You That's need to so help true. others. If you do, if you have this gift in your hands, you know, just not sharing with other people, I think it's a huge disservice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so, meant to be shared, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. What, yeah. And I just naturally um, started to share and then one, my life coach told me, you know, you are natural life coaching people without realizing that. You know, why are you still staying at that soul-sucking job if you don't like, you know, that business? Yeah, it provided me a good financial um, stability and the freedom. I was working from home. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I wasn't happy. It was just draining my energy. It wasn't my purpose. Mm-hmm. And that's how I started to, to dig deeper into life coaching, uh, learning how I can serve people. And uh, just last year, I discovered also that a lot of... Uh, so I worked specifically with women. And I discovered that a lot of women, we are growing, but we don't have that tribe of support. You know, the people who we could talk to openly, who could support their transformation mm-hmm. and just provide a whole, like a sacred space to just to speak up. Yeah. And so I started to host events for women and it's it's a cozy environment. It's not like hundreds of women as of now. <laughs> uh, but uh, this gives me the most pleasure when I see 
women interacting, exchanging phone numbers and finding the soul sisters uh, during events. So it's not just a, a topic that we are discussing or we are creating vision boards or we are drawing man mandalas and you know learning the meaning of it, but it's just also a connecting people. It brings me so much joy to just connect, uh, connect women with each other, yeah. Oh, it's so amazing and so encouraging too. Um, to hear you say that because that's everything that obviously we're trying to build, you know, and, and the community that we're trying to harbor really is, is that where you feel like you belong. And I know you and I talked a little bit about those feelings of, of not belonging, right? That, um, like I said, my, both my parents, immigrants, that I heard them say a lot of the same things that we mask, we mask our emotions, our, our, our feelings of not enough, right? Behind what's most evident to everyone else. So if it's, being from another place or looking a little different we take that as you know we're not good enough we're different i know you talked a little bit about that yeah. you know and how much of that plays into you know what you see not only with the women that you coach but plays into the coaching right mm -hmm. your your experience of well i'll let you share that but you know of not enough oh of not enough uh, for most of the people that i see we have a lot of limiting beliefs right i'm not ready uh, I don't matter, I'm too much, I'm not enough, but the core belief for a lot of us that I see it's, it's I'm not good enough. And it takes guts to actually just say to yourself that I have this belief that I'm not good enough. And sometimes it comes in different... And it's just a belief, right? Yeah, yeah. just a belief. And it comes in different forms. Uh, like just today, I, when, when, you, when I was coming here, I still had this thought coming to my mind that, oh my gosh, how it's gonna go, you know, um, why I'm doing this. Uh, my English is not perfect yet. I am not just like a super coach, you know, well-known. I'm not like a big star in Chicago here. Like, why would someone invite me? But that's, the transformation is never ending journey. Mm -hmm. The key is to just recognize these thoughts, these negative thoughts, and don't let them to stop you from living your purpose. Yeah. So it doesn't mean that you went through self-development program, you worked with your coach, and you just don't have any limiting beliefs. It's, we are still there. And that's why I want to share that I always have those as well. But I'm noticing and I'm like, it's not about me, it's about them. If you think about, it's about me, I don't belong, I, I'm not good enough. You know, we're focusing on ourselves. Yeah. But when we try to focus on others, it's, it's not about me, how I look today, or mm -hmm. how I'm gonna say something or make a mistake. It's about the people who are listening, and if s at least one person will get a one message that would trigger something in their brain or heart, uh, that that's that's why I'm here today. So just always would love to invite everyone to focus on on serving, on thinking about others, instead of just like too much being in our own head, like oh my god, how I'm gonna look, yeah, or what if i fail what if i fail especially entrepreneurs right mm -hmm. so often what if i fail or so often i see people who are successful but we are afraid to make that shift and follow their passion because we know we have to start from the bottom and there are a lot of ego issues there <laughs> Go, went through that myself and still learning you know since quitting my job and just jumping into something completely different yeah. and trying to figure out what is to be an entrepreneur since I'm, I don't have any family members that were entrepreneurs, only really hardworking uh, people. So it's, it's, it's a lot of work with yourself, but it's so worth it. No, that's, 
what an incredible spirit that you have, you know, I mean, honestly, if anyone should be teaching others, I mean, it definitely should be you. You've gone through a lot in your life, you know, and I think for a lot of people, especially after, you know, the, the state the world has been in and economic state and, you know, the health scares and everything else, you've kind of been through everything. Right? <laughs> you've literally almost you've put yourself in, in situations that are really uncomfortable, right? Coming to this country, um, starting a business. I mean, but you've also gone through some tragic experiences, right? Well, I went, yeah. well, difficult, right? In that mm-hmm. the health problems, obviously with the relationship and things that you mentioned, these are all enough to break someone right there and not, not to continue on. How, I'm sure it wasn't easy. Yeah. You know, even though you have a great spirit about you, um, in those times that you found that it was most difficult, right? If someone's out there watching and, and they're going through something similar, whether it be, you know, being isolated from your family for so long, like, you know, you've been and done very well with, yeah. or it's going through a divorce or, or a health scare. What, what was a common denominator for you to get over those things, to move past it, to continue to push forward? Well, right now to my mind comes one, um, one moment when I remember it was the biggest shift happened in my life. It was, um, I was already going through divorce. I was living by myself with my dog. And I remember I was really, really sick. So I had a lot of fever and, and I was just taking pills. I, I fell asleep and I woke up and I realized that I was slept for like 20 hours. Oh, wow. My dog is not fed. He did mm-hmm. missed his walks outside. And I, was start, I started to cry. And I didn't have any messages on my phone. Just my mom messaged me through Viber app, you know, because mm-hmm. she's overseas. How are you doing? And I realized that, you know, if I'm going to die right now, probably no one's going to miss it. Just my mom and my dad, of course, my family. But we overseas. Yeah. And then I realized, okay, I cannot, I cannot just make a pity party for myself. Either I'm moving back, I'm packing my bags and moving back to my parents. We live in Norway actually right now, but, or I'm just picking myself up and I'm going to do everything what it takes to make it here by myself. So everything starts, I always say everything, everything starts in with a simple decision and just taking responsibility for your life because it's not a society's fault. It's not an economics fault. It's not coronavirus fault. It's no one else's fault. Right. We are who we are. We are where we are because of the choices we made. And it takes guts once again to take responsibility. Sometimes I'm not in a place where I would love to be. You know, we would love to blame someone else. But at the end of the day, when you take responsibility and make a decision to go after what you want for, for in your life, that's it. Yeah. Everything's up to you. Wow, that's powerful. I mean, we all know that, right? We all know that on some level, it's, it's up to us to make yeah. those choices. But in those times, I mean, was it as easy as that? Was it as easy as just making that choice and finding yourself in that and getting out of it? Or, or, or did you take steps to get there? It wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. The hardest thing for me then was I realized that I need to surround myself with people who would just listen to my maybe crazy ideas, you know, and who would also want something more out of life instead of just... Uh, Oh, Monday, oh, yay, Friday, you know, and just waiting for weekend to do a barbecue in the backyard. And that wasn't what I wanted, you know. So that's why I made the decision to move to the, to the city. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, I had a lot of 
those limiting thoughts as an immigrant, oh, I don't belong here. Everyone seems to have uh, very cool titles and you know a beautiful life here and how I'm gonna make new friends. So for me, it was a, was a huge challenge to find those people that my tribe, right? To step out of my comfort zone and go to networking event and introduce myself. And um, that's why maybe it's where it's coming from that I love to host events and I love to bring community together because I know how challenging it was for me to find those girlfriends who I could like tell everything how I'm feeling and I know that I'm not gonna be laughed at, uh, that she's not gonna tell someone else, that we could just talk about purpose in life and, and, and some, some deep stuff. Absolutely, no, that's so true. I mean, once, once you have that safe, safe zone, I mean, it changes you. You change completely. So I'm, I'm very grateful that you're doing that. And uh, you talk about women. Uh, what made you choose specifically women? Or you know, why, why do you coach exclusively women? So I started, I was open to everyone. I didn't know what is my niche. And I think as I grow, as we say, like ideal client also grows with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just started to see who I'm attracting. And I don't know why. Maybe I was not knowing exactly how to put that message on social media and how to represent myself. But I was just attracting sometimes, you know, men were booking calls with me. Then I realized we want to pay money, but we just want to talk to me because, sure. you know, we think I'm cute. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. that's that's how my was exp- that was my experience. And... Then I decided, you know, it's just for women, it's, it's so much more easier to connect um, because sometimes women's ego goes in <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I don't want to deal with this. <laughs> no, I mean, it's true though. I mean, even those differences, like cultural differences between yeah. men and women are so true that, you know, there's just women a little more inviting and, and men mm. tend to be a little more, uh, you know, standoffish. Like it, it, once you're in, I think you're in, but it's, it's sometimes a little yeah. difficult with a man. And so... Yeah. Now looking forward, uh, you know, what does it look like for you in terms of your community and what you're trying to grow and, you know, who you're trying to reach that um, is watching out there? Well, I'm trying to build a community of women uh, who are open to grow, open to learning from the challenges that we're going through, uh, that are sharing what we're going through and real and raw, as well as earning for connection and and for supporting each other. So my vision is to build a huge community of women and where we all supporting each other, impacting each other's lives, impacting other people's lives, helping other people to wake up. As I say, like my mission is, after that wake up call I received, my mission is to wake people up um, before we receive that that horrible wake up call. And, and I will see how it goes. I'm so open um, because I learned that in these years, since I, I'm pretty, pretty fresh entrepreneur, it's always shifting and it's always changing. So I'm just so open, whatever it comes, uh, I'm just ready to serve and, and do my best. That's amazing. And we're excited to help you in any way we can, grow your community and uh, connect you with those that are watching. But if you would like to connect with Asta, uh, please, contact her directly or click on the link below but uh, Asta thank you so much for coming in sharing your story and not only that but bringing so much positivity and uh, you know with your spirit and your message well thank you so much I'm also so grateful that you're doing such a wonderful job here to also uh, bringing um, diverse Chicago and showing the real Chicago face we're trying well thank you again I thank appreciate you. you and appreciate you guys until next time mm-hmm.